0: And we're going to be at the Siren Theater. And the show starts at 7.30. So go to our website, where you're raised by slash live, and get some tickets. Join us. Hey, everybody. It's Nick Layton.
1: And it's Leah Bonama.
0: And we had so many great questions from you all in the wilderness. Oh! That we have a bonus episode. So here we go. Our first question is, quote, I'm joining a gym for the first time, and I was wondering, is it considered rude to be on a phone call while on the gym treadmill? Non-business, just with a sister.
1: Love a gym question.
0: Love a gym question.
1: I feel like it really depends on how busy the gym is.
0: Okay, so like proximity to other people. Yeah.
1: Okay. And if you're a really loud talker.
0: Yes, I think people do tend to be louder on the phone than they would be in an in-person conversation.
1: Because my immediate thought is probably not good to be on the phone.
0: Uh Uh-huh, But
1: then I can think, (laughs) like I was at, you know, I do a lot of hotel gyms. Okay. For when I'm traveling. I was at a hotel gym. It was actually a very big hotel gym. And there was one woman, she was all the way in the corner. She was on her phone, but all the way down on the other side. Couldn't hear her. Nobody else was there. Totally fine.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess the etiquette principle is being mindful of the people around you. But I think you should also be mindful of the person you're talking to. And so my first question was, how fast are we going on this treadmill? Where we could actually have a conversation. Well then maybe they're just having a
1: nice walk. We're doing a stroll. Okay. And she wanted to catch up with her sister.
0: Maybe our sister's doing a stroll. Oh, we're just dual treadmilling.
1: Maybe they go to the gym at the same time so they could talk at the same
0: time. Okay. I mean that's kind of nice. I like that idea.
1: I'm gonna make a whole I'm gonna make a whole fun story around it.
0: <laughs> okay. So yeah, I guess it depends on, are you annoying other people or the person you're talking to? So presumably your sister doesn't mind. So then we only have to be concerned about the people around you at the gym.
1: Yeah, I think probably the sister, they're on the same page. They're both doing it. They're catching up. They're sisters. Okay. But I do feel like at the gym, one doesn't want to hear other people's phone conversations.
0: Yes. And I was thinking like, why are one-sided conversations more annoying? Like if you're talking to a friend on adjacent treadmills, that wouldn't be annoying to hear both sides of the conversation. But to only hear one side of the conversation, like, why is that more annoying? Because it is. I do
1: think that what you said is true about it being somehow when people are on phones, they get louder. Not not all people. Like this woman that I was just at the gym with, most quiet talker I've ever seen in my life.
0: But is it just the volume that's the problem? Because I think for me, it's actually only hearing one side of the conversation I also don't enjoy, even if the volume was normal.
1: Yeah, but in that case, then if they put them on speakerphone, it wouldn't be annoying. And that's not true.
0: Oh, that's not true at all. True. Yeah.
1: But we do agree that it feels weird if somebody's on the phone and you can hear it at the gym, correct?
0: Yes. If you're on your phone and I can hear it, that's a no. So you would need to be far enough away from other people to make that work. So there definitely can't be anybody on any of the nearby treadmills.
1: Is the part of the phone bringing the, and this is just a question I'm tossing out there. Sure. Is a part of the phone that it signifies bringing the outside world into the gym oh. when we're there for gym time?
0: So we're piercing the sanctum, is that it?
1: Because if it's two people talking, then they're both already in the sanctum.
0: Right, so we are bringing in some outsiders. Hmm. I don't know. No, because I'm also equally annoyed if I'm at a coffee shop and somebody's on their phone at the next table. <laughs> so Yeah,
1: I guess it's just phone conversations.
0: I think it's just one side of phone conversations in places where that's not supposed to be happening, which is most places. <laughs> which is most places. <laughs> it is. Yes, there's very few places.
1: And I feel bad because I want you to be able to catch up with your sister. I think that's fun. You do a little exercise, you catch up. That's totally fun. But I do think that people go to the gym preferring not to hear other people's conversations.
0: Yes, So long story short, regardless of the reasons or the feelings, I think if you can do it and no one else can hear you, it's a zen koan. If you're on the phone, but no one can hear, are you really on the phone? So I think maybe that's the answer.
1: Yeah, find a treadmill in a corner. Also, it's definitely nice to be on the treadmill and have a fun way to pass time.
0: Yes, it could definitely get a little boring. So I can see why you want to be like occupying your time. Sure.
1: I love an audiobook at the gym.
0: Okay, some uh, paranormal romance?
1: I actually I read those out loud myself. I don't need anybody else reading that, but I do okay. listen to a lot of thrillers on audiobook.
0: Okay. That'll get your heart rate up.
1: I actually, in this most recent one, thought they were going to kill off one of the main characters. And I thought I was oh. gonna have a full breakdown. A full breakdown. Okay. <laughs> they didn't. But I mean I was breathless. Wow. I was I was more breathless than I was, you know doing the cardio. Yeah. I was like this I can't, I won't make it through this. And they didn't. So
0: I mean, that begs the question. Why bother with cardio if you could just read thrillers?
1: <laughs> (laughs) doubling the calories, doubling the heart rate. (laughs) But I mean, it passes the time is what I'm telling you.
0: Yeah, exactly. So our next question is quote, my son is a sophomore in college and in his first apartment, his boss offered him a large freezer to use. My son does not have a car or truck at school. So my husband and son went to go pick it up and installed it at the apartment. Turns out the freezer does not work and leaks. We placed something under it to help with the leaking issue and have now looked into how to dispose of it. The options are either $200 for someone to come and haul it away, or if my son disposes of it, it's $20, but that place is only open Monday to Friday in the mornings, and my son doesn't know anyone with a truck to help. We, the parents, are a four-hour drive away and work full time. Needless to say, this is tricky. I've said that we should just drive down on a weekend, load the freezer into our truck and drive it back to our area for disposal. My husband wants to take the freezer back to the original owners for them to dispose of or keep. I believe that's rude. They gave it in good faith, but I also don't want to pay $200 or drive it four hours to be able to dispose of an appliance that never worked. Help. Ooh, this is tricky.
1: It is tricky. Right? First off, congratulations to your son on his first apartment.
0: Very exciting. It's
1: very exciting.
0: Never forget your first apartment. No.
1: Do you remember your first apartment? Of course I do. In college, yeah. I moved in with women that I'd met in the dorm. And then we all, Uh you know, came together and got apart. It was just so exciting. Nice. Do you remember your first apartment?
0: Oh, yes. Right out of college in New York City. And it was the darkest apartment in the history of the world. Like, no joke, it could be 12 noon, bright, sunny day, and you would not be able to see your hand in front of your face. It was on the second floor and the view was of the air shaft. But because (laughs) it was a tall building, no photons actually made it that far down. So, there was oxygen in the air shaft, but there was definitely no light. And so, it was definitely uh, an interesting apartment. <laughs> Let's put it that way.
1: <laughs> I feel like in New York, if you get oxygen, that counts.
0: Yeah, and that's why we pay so much money. they <laughs> are like, oh, this comes with oxygen? I'll take it. There's a yes. broker fee? Fine. So, what do we do about this freezer? This broken freezer?
1: So... I feel like there's a third option.
0: Oh, love an unspoken third option.
1: Even though we've been told there's only, I understand why that there's mainly two options, but I don't think we bring it back to the people who gave it to us because they did give it in good faith.
0: I do get why that's tempting.
1: I get why it's tempting.
0: Just in the middle of the night to just like drop it off at their <laughs> <Yeah>. doorstep.
1: <laughs> because they gave you a job.
0: Or they wake up and instead of a horse head, there's, there's just a fridge <laughs> in the bed. <laughs> it's
1: a freezer <laughs> in your bed. I definitely get why it's tempting because it's like, irritating that that now you have to do all this work.
0: Well, the conspiracy theory is, did they know it wasn't working?
1: No, they didn't know. I'm just putting it out there.
0: You know, why did they get rid of it? Why were they getting rid of this thing?
1: I think they wanted to be helpful. They were like, hey, it's your first apartment. Here's something cool. Yeah. Okay. Tons of ice. Put all the ice in there. So much ice. your frozen meats. Okay. So I think there is somebody in this area with a pickup truck. Yeah. A friend of a friend. We throw up on the socials. I need somebody with a pickup truck for 30 minutes.
0: Yeah. I, I do feel like we can find someone to help out and just take care of this. Yeah.
1: that For less than $200.
0: Yes, definitely less than $200. I do feel like at this age, a box of pizza does a lot. Like that's currency. I'll buy you pizza if you help me out with this thing. I
1: feel like that's exactly what it is in college. I got pizza. I got some chips.
0: So that's what we're going to do. I give you gas money. And also at this age and in college, it's all about reciprocation. So it's sort of like somebody did you a favor and helped you move this freezer. And so when they need help moving, like you got to help. And then you get to a certain age where you're like, oh, I don't help people move. I pay, (laughs) I pay professionals to do that. And so therefore you cannot ask me to help you. So you do get to a certain age where, like, that's what it is. But at this age, yeah, I think you just help out. There's a little food exchange. Uh, You reciprocate when it comes up in the future. And, like, that's how that's going to go down.
1: And then my other last option was Mm. you just unplug the freezer. Okay. It just has to sit there until the next time you go up for like a parent's weekend. So you're not making an extra trip.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, assuming what it's leaking isn't like something within the freezer and it's not just like ice water. But yeah, I think that's a great idea. I do get this impulse of wanting the people who gave you the gift to know that this was not a great gift. I do feel like there is some flavor in this question that wants that somehow. And I guess the question is, is there a polite way to let the giver know freezer didn't work?
1: What do you think is that polite way? I mean... I don't necessarily think our letter writer wants that. I think her husband wants that.
0: Oh, he definitely wants more than that. He
1: definitely does. (laughs) I I, I can't tell if our letter writer...
0: Our letter writer, I think, just is like, we'll just go pick it up and we'll deal with it. Right. I think is kind of like the vibe there. In thinking about this, One idea, and you'd really have to land it, and I don't think you should do this, but one way you could do it is mention to your boss, oh, the freezer wasn't working. I was just wondering, is it under warranty by any chance? And so I could maybe reach out to the manufacturer, like, do you think it's under warranty? And you'd have to say that in a tone which wasn't like, oh, you gave me a bad gift. It has to be done with a, I just wanna know about warranty coverage. So I don't know if a tone exists. That does that. But that's what that tone would need to say. Okay. <laughs> no? No,
1: I I mean, if somebody wants to reach out.
0: Because the only reason you do that is if you really secretly want your boss just like pay for the disposal. Yeah. I mean, that's really what that's about. Which is kind of like, uh, eh, kind of hard to do that politely. The other way you could do it, which is also not great and you shouldn't do it. But the other idea I had was you can ask for the morning off to dispose of the freezer. Like, hey... I need Friday morning off because the freezer disposal place for the freezer you gave me is only open on mornings, Monday to Friday. So that's the only time I can get there to dispose of this freezer. So would it be okay if I came in late?
1: I don't think he's working there right now. I think it was like his summer boss because it's four
0: hours away. Uh, Well, the parents are four hours away. I guess we don't know where the boss is. We don't know where the boss is. And we don't know if this is current employment. Okay. So I think exchange pizza for some help. From somebody you go to school with. I think that's your best bet. Option two, solid option. Unplug it, dry it out. And then the next time the parents are down, then they can help out.
1: I think those are definitely the best options.
0: Those are the best options. I know. Those are not satisfying though. Not
1: satisfying at all. But I think that you just want to, we just want to get through this situation.
0: Put it behind us.
1: Yeah. And get it done with. Because it was just like a unfortunate. I know. I, I also wondered, I was like, can we make this freezer into a piece of art?
0: Oh, we're just going to a it.
1: Maybe we like make it into, you know what I mean? We turn it into something else. Okay. <laughs> and then we bring it to a gallery and we say, would you like some modern art? I'm just throwing ideas out.
0: I mean, I've seen that very special episode of Punky Brewster with Cherry. And so for me, anytime I see an abandoned uh, appliance, uh, I'm like, ooh, gotta be careful. I don't know what this is, but by your description, I assume somebody got stuck in the freezer. Cherry was Punky Brewster's best friend. And the episode is called Cherry Lifesaver. It's a very important episode. And um, yeah, it's just a, a very valuable lesson about not playing around fridges or frasers because, you know, stuff happens. This is why you're actually supposed to take the door off before you dispose of it. It's
1: a very good point that we are taking the door off for a very good reason.
0: It all comes back to Punky Brewster. What doesn't though? And now it's time for Intermezzo.
1: Intermezzo.
0: So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV and Acorn TV offers world class mysteries, dramas, comedies and documentaries from Britain and beyond. So on your recommendation Leah, I started watching Happy Valley. Yes,
1: and now you see how the title is ironic.
0: <laughs> yeah, and also so much is going on in this town. So
1: much is going on. We already we started at a 10.
0: When I grew up, people were addressed by default as Mrs. Smith or Mr. Jones, in particular by those younger than they. It was only when Mrs. Smith said, please call me Lisa, that first names were used. I prefer to not be called by my first name when introduced to someone much younger, but usually am. I feel so stodgy and old-fashioned if I say I prefer Mrs. Smith, but the other option seems for me to fume in silence when they call me Lisa. This is complicated by the fact that I go by a nickname that people find cute and immediately want to use. My children's friends often call me Lisa and I need a nice way to respond without sounding like a total stick in the mud. Maybe I just need to accept it. I like the idea that people get to be called what they want to be called. Yes, that is the etiquette rule. That is a firmly established etiquette rule that you should be addressed the way you want to be addressed. That goes for titles, that goes for pronouns, like how you want to be addressed, that's it. And I think, I
1: wonder if we can go about it in the opposite direction. We say to the people who are introducing us, oh, in the future, I love to be go by my last name.
0: Oh, okay. That's actually a nice solution. So like you let your daughter know, like if you're going to introduce me to more of your friends, just please introduce me as.
1: Yeah. or And we could even say to our kids, hey, I would love it if your friends called me Mrs. Smith.
0: Yeah, that's true. I like that.
1: And then try to retroactively and not like... Oh, hey, like say we're out with our friend and our friend introduces us as what's, oh, this is Bitsy. Mm-hmm. And then you meet this new person and then this new person goes about their business. We then say to our friends, hey, in the future, I just love to go by Mrs. Smith. Not with any kind of like a, I hate you forever. You're not a good friend. Just in like a, just so you know. And then I bet they switch it up real quick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. the tone is just that value neutral, non judgmental tone, which is like, FYI, here's the thing.
1: So I think if you want to go by Mrs. Smith, we're going by Mrs. Smith. But I don't think it is stodgy if you like to go by your last name. It's just what you like to go by. Yeah. The other, our last option. Oh. Which is we just wear a name tag. Oh. Flat out name tag. And then when people get it wrong, we just point to it. We just tap. Tap it.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you do that, you should also have a like a, a siren, an air horn. With it? I mean,
1: I'm honestly (laughs) at the point in life where I feel like that would be fun.
0: Uh, Sure. Yeah. Where if somebody calls you by the wrong name, tap on the name tag, blow an air horn.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Why can't you just be, you know what I mean? Why not at this point?
0: Yeah. Why not? I could think of no no good reason.
1: It would be very funny though, because then we get a letter and we'd be like, hey, (laughs) I just called this lovely woman that I met, Lisa. Mm -hmm. She blew an air horn.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Was that rude? (laughs) Was that rude? And we'd be be like, like, no. Was not. She's just letting you know that's not what she wants yep. to be called. And you won't make that mistake twice. <laughs> so, our next question comes from a class of middle schoolers. So, quote. My middle school students really enjoyed listening to your podcast. We used a recent episode as part of a lesson and students had to listen to some listening comprehension questions. I then collected some etiquette questions from them. And here are some I thought would have the best chance of getting on your show.
1: I think this is so cool.
0: Wonderful. I love that we're being used as a lesson. It's so fun. So they sent a bunch of questions and they're all great questions. All great questions. But here are two that caught my eye because I thought there was some universality of these questions. So the first question is, quote, what should you do if someone you don't like sits with you at the cafeteria lunch table? Could you ask them to not sit there? If so, how could you go about doing so in a way that does not hurt their feelings?
1: I think that if we don't like them because they did something to us Mm -hmm. and we are creating a healthy boundary, that's one thing. But if we just don't like them, I think we let it go and sit with them through lunch.
0: Yeah. Very interesting. I basically had the exact point on my little sheet here. We're becoming the same person. We're We're the same, Leah. And what I like about this question is that the idea that we have to be around people we don't like. This is not just middle school. This is your entire life. <laughs> Welcome to life on planet Earth, being a human in society. Like- For the rest of your life. You're going to have to be around people you don't like. You think you're going to like all of your colleagues? You think you're going to like your best friend's new girlfriend? You think you're going to like all of your in-laws? No, of course not. Like that's just not how it's going to go. And so figuring out how to be around people you don't like is a life skill you will need to work on for the rest of your life. And so let's start now. Also, you might end up liking something about them. Yes, for sure. Definitely. And
1: I say that as a person who almost likes everybody.
0: Right. Yeah. No, if Leah doesn't like you, then you've really done something wrong. There's legitimately only like three people that I don't like. (laughs) So yes, I think, you know, is it a big deal to have someone sit there? No, it's actually really not. And you can tough it out and be fine. But Leah's absolutely correct that if someone did something and you need to actually like not be around them, and there's definitely etiquette crimes or worse that fall into that category, then absolutely, you can politely say, oh, I don't think that's a good idea or something of that flavor. I think you could
1: even say, like, say they did something really mean. You could say, hey, I'm not comfortable sitting next to someone who is so mean to me.
0: Also fine, yes. Yeah, that makes sense. But the idea of asking someone to not sit there if you just don't like them, that is inherently a mean act. And so if they don't deserve it, then yeah, there's no polite way to do that.
1: Yeah, because I think they'll be embarrassed and other people will see it. It's inherently hurtful. Yeah, it will just hurt their feelings.
0: Yeah. And it also comes down to the like, oh, how do you want to be treated? And like, if somebody doesn't like you and you just want to sit down for lunch, like, do you want to be told to sit somewhere else? Probably not. I feel like we, that seems right. Yeah, I think we solved middle (laughs) school. So the next question I want to highlight is quote, What should I do if I pass gas in class and nobody knows it's me? Should I own up to it? If so, how? I'm
1: interested to see if we have the same answer on this one.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, in general, etiquette is all about certain fictions. And buying into that fiction and all agreeing on a certain fiction. So like in an elevator, oh, we're just going to pretend that there's room for all of us. Or like in a theater when someone's passing in your row, you're like, oh, your butt is not two inches from my face. We're just going to pretend that's not happening. Or on an airplane, like the one I was just on, where somebody was clipping their toenails. You're oh. like, oh, this is not happening. La, 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 la. I'm just going to go <laughs> to my bubble. Not happening. So I think for something like this, we pretend it's not happening. That is the polite thing to do. Do not acknowledge it. No giggling, no upturned noses, no furrowed brows. We just pretend it didn't happen.
1: I wrote, We're, I think we all pretend it didn't happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, I think that's the correct answer. Yeah. So do that.
1: Um, I mean, if somebody's not playing that game and like calls it out, I don't then think you're obligated to own it.
0: Yeah, I guess I think I would just be silent about it. And I don't think I would deflect. Like, I don't think I would then turn around and try and blame some innocent party. No,
1: I wouldn't blame some innocent party.
0: But ideally, there's a dog around. I feel like that's always the best solution, (laughs) right? Like that's kind of your go-to, right?
1: I think we just don't engage.
0: Yeah. Cause also, all right, we're in middle school in this question, but like, let's fast forward. We're in a boardroom. We have the international sales team there. Your boss is giving a presentation. Somebody lets out a devastating, diabolical flatulence. We're not going to say something.
1: No, we are not going to say something. No. And we are going to pretend so hard that we don't notice it.
0: Definitely not. We are not going (laughs) to lynch so my
1: favorite thing is when you're on a subway platform and someone has their earphones in and they (laughs) fart but they don't realize they're farting loud because they have their earphones in and you want to be like you're ripping it
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's like one of your favorite
1: things it just makes me laugh so hard it makes me
0: laugh so hard I mean luckily there's enough uh, ambient wind in a subway tunnel where I guess no permanent damage is done
1: well there's also so much to smell anyways that that's not really gonna that may be the least of the problems. It's the least of the problems. <laughs> the yeah.
0: of the problems. <laughs> so thank you for these great questions.
1: These are so great. I hope we did okay with our answers. I feel like we did. I
0: feel good about my answers.
1: Well, we had the same answers. So, so if you feel good, join, I'm
0: feel join good. my uh, feeling good train. And do you have questions for us about anything? please let us know. You can let us know through our website where you're raisedbywolves.com or you can leave us a voicemail or send us a text message 267-CALL-RBW. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.